What up, what up? Howdy, cannabuddies. Welcome to another episode of the Cannabis Man podcast. Thank you for clicking on the show. I'm your host, Don Kleppen. And this is the first episode of the new year, 2023. Very excited about uh, a lot of stuff coming down the pipe for the show. And on this particular episode, I'm excited to bring to you another great interview and some perspectives, local news stories, and some national news stories uh, just in and around the field of cannabis, chronicling some new events and businesses and what entrepreneurs have, products and services coming to Illinois and the area around it, as well as the United States and countries around the world, just looking at some of the news stories that are developing as cannabis becomes a more normalized part of our society. So let's get right into it on this 36th episode of the Cannabis Man podcast. Here we go. That's the theme right there, recorded and created by my man Yusu Kim, aka Good Son. You can check him out on Instagram at I Am a Good Son, and he usually uh, puts up some pretty great new music and is on tour doing shows around. You can uh, hear more of some of the great stuff he creates uh, and find him on his Instagram there. I was gifted a bottle of Basil Hayden whiskey, which I've gotten into this evening, so cheers, whatever you're drinking, whenever you're listening to this, whether it be coffee, tea, some wine, uh, or uh, whiskey like me, perhaps some beer, whatever it is, whatever your beverage of choice, cheers to a new year. (sighs) Lovely. And my strain of the week is uh, one I had not tried before. Figured I'd start the new year with a, with a new strain. And this is Cresco Labs Triangle Octane. The parent strains are Triangle Kush and High Octane BX3. Main terpene profile consisting of limonene, linalool, and caryophyllene. Uh, you can smell herbal and woodsy aromas with a slight spice and clove notes. They describe major grassy undertones. I do get the herbal and woodsy aromas, and you get that on the taste as well. There's a bit of a spice as well with that. They describe gas and sweetness on the flavor. I don't really get too much of those myself, but that's uh, reported there. And as I said, you do get a lot of the herbal and woodsy uh, with a little bit of spice in the flavor. This is a Cresco Labs product. I grabbed seven grams of the popcorn, the high supply popcorn. Uh, they sell these on sale sometimes. The date of harvest on this is August 15th, 2022, packaged September 21st. And And uh, it wasn't so dry or anything. I didn't really notice any problems with this. Myself, quality was decent. I got it before the new year. They were running a sale. It was somewhere around 50 bucks at the sunny side that I go to. Uh, And the uh, main reported effects, and I can corroborate these myself, calming, relaxing, and introspective. It's officially a hybrid. Uh, If you've listened to the show before, I I tend to lean towards sativas. I do like to smoke throughout the day, and I like to get things done. And uh, this one's a hybrid, and it's sort of 
of, uh, I don't really get too much uh, energy from it. My last strain of the week was Space Monkey, and I noticed a lot more of an energy boost from that one by comparison. Triangle Octane, you know, even though the name Octane might indicate sort of a little bit of a jazzy energy boost or something, it's not really what I get from this Triangle Octane. It's introspective, it is calming. There is uh, some creative euphoria. You do get some of that pleasant feeling. I've definitely come up with some ideas on this, and it's just uh, overall a very nice, relaxing buzz. Something I recommend, the Triangle Octane. The uh, THC average for this package is 22.7%, and it's something uh, I would recommend going out and giving a shot. So yeah, cheers to uh, Cresco Labs Triangle Octane and uh, some of the great new hybrids out there available to try in Illinois dispensaries. All right. And what's your strain of the week? Uh, Let me know any kind of cannabis uh, products that you've tried, flour, gummies, uh, any kind of concentrates like uh, RSO oil or uh, any tinctures or whatever tonics. I love to hear about it and I'd love to try some uh, new stuff and any suggestions. uh, Just go ahead and click that uh, question or comments link in the show description notes, or you can always email host at CannabisManPodcast.com. And uh, now let's get into the news joint wrap. This is a wrap up of Illinois news stories and events around cannabis, all put together by IllinoisNewsJoint.com. Think of it as the joint you can hit for all your Illinois cannabis news and reviews. And let's start with one that I think is so fantastic. Rise Lounge is hosting a stoner speed dating event. It is known as the Puff and Cuff Stoner Speed Dating Event. It'll be Thursday, January 19th at the Rise Lounge in Smoke Easy in Mundelein, Illinois. It's presented by Cannabati Management, which is a women-led dating event, creating a safe and open space for communication and consumption of cannabis, as they say, removing the seedy environment from singles events. It's a hetero singles event. Ladies will sit down. Men will alternate mingling together. Tickets are still available and... And uh, you can hear a lot more about this next week. I'm going to be talking with Yesenia Roman, who uh, created CannabatiTalk.com, as well as the Stoner Speed Dating events. So you can hear a lot more about this and uh, when to get tickets and whatnot uh, on next week's episode. But that is coming up January 19th. Definitely something to find out more about. Uh, I think that's a great idea. Illinois Department of Agriculture touted some cannabis program accomplishments to end the year year. Several Illinois organizations will often release annual reports uh, touting some accomplishments throughout the year, and this year, uh, Illinois' Department of Agriculture did exactly that, announcing its own accomplishments, highlighting the Cannabis Regulation and Tax Act. Governor J.B. Pritzker also uh, shared the accomplishments as well, highlighting, among other things, the opening of the state's first craft grow facility under the heading Supporting Vulnerable Communities and Working Toward justice. Uh, the following bullet points were listed in the announcement. They issued 88 craft grow licenses, 54 infuser licenses, and 189 transporter licenses to date. 85% of all new licenses under the CRTA are equity by ownership. The first social equity craft grow licensee successfully commenced business operations that's located in Rockford. It's Star Buds. That's the name. It's 66% black owned. Two licensees were given operational infuser permits 
profits and successfully commenced business operations located in Pekin, Illinois. Crown, with a K, is 51% women-owned. MME, Inc., and Homewood was also cleared to start infusing. Both businesses are social equity licenses. Implemented state hemp program in time for the 2019 crop season. Illinois is currently entering our fourth growing season with 2,734 acres planted in 2020. Ten community colleges were approved to participate in the Cannabis Community College Vocational Pilot Program. Landmark legislation was signed creating a farmer disparity study to identify and examine the hurdles for minority populations entering the agriculture industry. Bureau of Cannabis Materials and Livestock Management Facility training was translated to Spanish. State's pesticide exam is currently being translated as well. You can uh, find out some more of their accomplishments if you are interested at IllinoisNewsJoint.com. And finally, Illinois has decided to extend its curbside pickup. Earlier just today, uh, the Illinois Department of Financial and Professional Regulation put out uh, a variance suggesting that it would continue to allow medical cannabis dispensaries to give medical cannabis outside of the restricted and limited access areas for an additional 31 days beyond the previous expiration of December 31st. So the curbside pickup for Illinois medical cannabis patients has been extended for another 31 days after that initial deadline, getting through the first month of 2023. That puts us at the end of January. So now this uh, expiration as it stands currently will go into effect February 1st. Uh, Jason Brown notes that during the month-long extension this month of January, Illinois Representatives Kelly Cassidy and Bob Morgan of Deerfield, who I spoke with uh, earlier in the series, uh, they'll be working to find a permanent solution to the legalities of curbside pickup. If you'd like to read more specifics about that, you can find more as well as other news stories, reviews, and events coming up. You can get tickets all at IllinoisNewsJoint.com. And a quick article as well I thought was bringing to your attention, listener, before we get into this week's interview. Connecticut officials have expunged 40,000 marijuana-related convictions. Uh, Normal, the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws, put out this article today, January 3rd, and uh, it says... I won't read the whole thing, but state officials completing the process of reviewing and vacating criminal records of over 40,000 residents with prior cannabis-related convictions. As of January 1st, our administration has erased 42,964 cannabis convictions. That from Democratic Governor Ned Lamont. He made that announcement on Twitter. Legislation signed into law in 2020 regulated the adult-use cannabis market, and it contained provisions providing for the automatic review and expungement of prior convictions involving the possession of up to four ounces of cannabis. Those with more serious marijuana-related records may petition the courts for relief. I will share the article. I recommend you go through and read the rest of it. So good on Connecticut. You know, this was obviously part of the law that went into effect in 2020, but it still needed to be gone through, followed through with, and then now 40,000 residents there, uh, whether they were serving time or doing community service or just simply, you know, at home, home and maybe, you know, trying to find a job or whatever might have been struggling because there's a conviction on their record. Who knows what their circumstances are? But the point being, we've talked about it on the show before, as cannabis is more normalized, as this becomes a bigger part of our society, we need to acknowledge that it was not that long ago. This is not a, a thing that's, that's making a, you know, change here where a hundred years ago people were getting arrested for this. No, this is, I mean, people are still getting arrested in some parts of the country and there 
there are people who are still behind bars and suffering due to convictions for something that is now fully legal, being incentivized by different states and, you know, elected officials and all that. Society is changing in a way that this is becoming legal and normal and acceptable. And the people whose lives have been upended because they were convicted, criminally charged with with doing something that has to do with this plant, um, those people need to be accounted for and their crimes, as long as they're nonviolent crimes, as long as there's not, you know, gun charges and other stuff kind of tied in with the whole thing. Thing that complicates it. Um, if these are straight marijuana convictions, cannabis convictions, these things need to be automatically reviewed and expunged, just like they have been in Connecticut. I think other states, anybody who's doing legal cannabis should be doing exactly this when they uh, green light those programs. But maybe you disagree. What do you think about expunging cannabis-related crimes? Uh, go ahead and click the question or comments link in the show description notes, and it'll take you to Gallus FM. You can engage with the show that way. I'd love to hear what you think about it. And now for for this week's interview. Uh, one note here, listener. I am uh, I'm smoking this delicious triangle octane out of a piece that I got from 420pipes.com. It is uh, an excellent little glass pipe. It's sort of a, a flat rectangular piece, and the hole is right on the front end of it. And uh, it's just really, really convenient, excellent to uh, to transport. It's, it's convenient to hold and comfortable. And I, I got it for $4.20, which is something you can always get at 420pipes.com. They have daily deals where you can get products for that price all the time, whether you're looking for glass, a grinder, if you're looking for lighters or some clearers or, you know, bubblers, anything that's uh, on your mind, cannabis products for the stoner in your life or a late holiday gift for yourself. And they have a really cool initiative as well, a smoke local initiative, where if you'd like the convenience of buying online, but you want to support a local business and you just don't really feel like maybe getting up and you'd rather have it shipped right to you, uh, you can uh, enter your zip code at 420pipes.com and head shops or cannabis product shops near you will pop up and you can place your order through the website and just have it shipped to you. Uh, And better yet, uh, use the code CANNABISMAN at checkout, uh, C-A-N-N-A-B-I-S-M-A-N, and you can knock 10% off of your entire cart order. When you're thinking of getting your next cannabis product, think about 420pipes.com. We did have a slight technical difficulty at the front end of the interview that I wasn't really able to uh, effectively remove without, uh, you know, ruining the continuity and such. So uh, if you hear some echo delay or whatever on the front end, that gets sorted out pretty quickly. Just uh, bear with it, please, if you wouldn't mind. Listener, uh, my guests today, and that would be plural, there are two guests joining us, and it's very exciting. Uh, They both work at Olive Harvey, which is one of uh, the city colleges of Chicago. Olive Harvey has uh, not only a a wonderful campus on the southeast side of Chicago, it's a 67-acre massive community college campus, and uh, they have uh, a relatively new program where there's uh, on-site cannabis greenhouse, and students can kind of get hands-on learning experiences, as well as obviously, other uh, programs and and certificates that the school offers. And my guests today are here to talk a little about the college, Olive Harvey, and and what else is going on there regarding cannabis and and many other things uh, around that can help Chicagoans out. Uh, Listener, please welcome President Dr. Kimberly Hollingsworth and Dean Akila Easter. Welcome, both of you. Thank you. We're, we're excited to be here. And, and Thanks for having us. Of course, of course. And and I, I just want to make sure that I, I got that right, right? It's, it is, uh, it's Dean Akula Easter. You're Dean of 
uh, agriculture or biology? Urban agriculture. My background is biology, but yes, Aquila. Mm-hmm. Um, my first question, I guess, will go with, um, and you can just answer one at a time, but uh, from first here, Dr. Hollingsworth, what was it that made you think that, you know, adding cannabis, you know, as a certificate or program for Olive Harvey was a good idea? So, you know, I would like to take credit for being the brainchild behind cannabis education, uh, but I was more of a supporter of the ask by our faculty. Uh, In 2019, when uh, recreational cannabis became legal, our faculty approached me about an opportunity to branch off into the cannabis space. Um, And so from a number of conversations with them, you know, they were really excited about bringing uh, cannabis education to the southeast side of Chicago, specifically because, you know, and inherently, this has been a population of students in a community that had been disproportionately impacted by the war on drugs. Um, and, you know, after speaking with them and, and their uh, staunch advocacy behind it, you know, I approached our chancellor uh, to explore the opportunity. Uh, and he was he was sold initially, uh, but I also had to sell uh, our board of trustees who can, you know, be a little conservative and understandably so. Uh, and so I literally was selling weed. That's like the running joke <laughs> um, on the southeast side of Chicago. Um, but when they understood, you know, the opportunities, you know, both directly and all the ancillary opportunities within cannabis, um, you know, they were sold. And from that point on, you know, we started to build this program uh, and we started with dispensary operations. Um, and it just really grew into a and uh, let me tell you there's gonna be a lot of puns too it really it literally grew <laughs> into into more than what we could have ever imagined right now our cannabis education program uh, is our largest program at the college um, there's just tremendous interest it's a it's a field that is ever growing and you know again so many opportunities you know that we were just super excited to to you know explore this this space uh, to bring on an expert like uh, Dean Easter to grow our program even further, to expand, to you know build and construct a greenhouse, uh, and to grow a new department uh, known as urban agriculture, which she'll talk a little bit more about. You know, but we just thought it was the right time and we had the right people in place, uh, and so here we are today with a full-fledged applied uh, cannabis studies program. And good on you for for kind of I think just taking it as you said the suggestion from your faculty who were excited about it and then to kind of sell it to the board of trustees. I, I think that's that's just really cool and it sounds like the, as you mentioned, the enthusiasm around yes. the cannabis industry. It's it's palpable. It's one of my mm-hmm. favorite things about kind of this topic and doing the show as well. This next question's for you, Dean Easter. Um, as as President Hollingsworth mentioned, you know, the Department of uh, Urban Agriculture is a, is a new department at the college and I guess I'm just wondering, you know, yeah. it, what was it for you that, that, you know, what excites you about cannabis and what made you think that 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 sort of department would be beneficial to students going forward? Well, I wanted to, well, first of all, it would be my family history. Uh, I'm from a family of farmers, so I've always had respect for the land and what the land can bring to us. And a lot of people tend to separate this cannabis plant from all other aspects of the land and other plants. So I wanted to really focus on, yeah, that scientific 
holistic aspect that I understand the benefits of these, this plant, but a lot of people just think about one benefit of the plant, but there's, there's hundreds of benefits <laughs> that the plant and being that I knew that from a young age, just from our family history and me almost getting kicked out of school for writing about uh, cannabis in high school, uh, oh. saying that it needs to be legalized. So that was in the, the late nineties, you know, that era. So <laughs> having that understanding um, of the plant and what it actually did, I knew that um, what Olive Harvey was doing, that we could change the direction of what the educational opportunities are associated with the plant. A lot of people want to learn, um, if you look on, you know, maybe social media or on the YouTube channels and things like that, you may find more of just, just how to grow this plant, right? right? But we want to get that historical connection. Uh, Dr. Hollingsworth mentioned from th- those who are have been just as impacted by this plant, and now everybody's walking around freely with it. So that contradiction was kind of frustrating. Um, and I know that Olive Harvey could uh, have the opportunity to change that narrative. So when developing curriculum and things such as that, that was our focus, social equity, and of course, the science of the plant to make it seem more um, digestible by more academic um, centers. So that's what was the ultimate goal was. Right on. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I have to say, you know, congrats to you. It's, I'm impressed that you wrote a paper like, you know, early on in, in school, just <laughs> arguing something that, I mean, that's that takes, you know, that takes some fortitude, some intestinal fortitude, let's say, to kind of, you know, try, try and educate your elders on, you know, what something that you know to be true, but yet you're here. Hearing, yeah. you know, all this propaganda, and I talk about it on the show a lot, the kind of manufactured mm-hmm. misconception of the reefer madness and all that yeah. stuff, right? And so I, yeah, I just... we grew up through the say no to drugs era, and that's when, <laughs> you know, they're really pushing the gateway drug, the gateway drug. So, I yeah, know, I know. That. Totally, mm-hmm. right, right. And and as you also both pointed out, that it, uh, it it did have a disproportionate impact on, you know, certain communities, you know, and, and even to this day, right. those are still very much disproportionately impacted. As, as you mentioned, Dean Easter, too, there are people still behind bars for doing something that now is being encouraged by these businesses, by the governor of the state and the other states that have legalized it. So I think the social equity component is is really, really exciting. Um, uh, Another question for you, Dr. Hollingsworth, I guess, for specifically for Olive Harvey, you know, what what is something that, you know, I mentioned at the top in the intro, the 67 acre campus you guys have? Yes. What is something that is, I think, an added benefit or something specifically or uniquely beneficial to Olive Harvey that other cannabis programs and other just, you know, uh, college programs, I guess, don't have, you know, what's a bonus? Well, I think you kind of summed it up. It's just the the sheer space uh, and the acreage associated with our campus. Uh, A lot of people don't know that we are actually sitting on a uh, recognized wetland. Um, And the fact that we do have a a greenhouse, our, our chancellor, you know, when we announced that we really wanted to uh, you know, delve a little bit deeper into the cannabis space. We knew how important a, a hands-on experience for our student was going to be. Uh, and so we were able to develop a, to construct a greenhouse. Um, Dean Easter, uh, in her innovation and in her enterprising, um, her enterprising ways has a lot of plans for all of that space that we have at Olive Harvey College uh, and to expand our urban agriculture department. So I think the fact that, you know, we just have the space to grow uh and not when i say grow not cannabis per se we are we are growing hemp but we have space to grow our urban agriculture department uh we've even been looking at some some farms and some farming opportunities and vertical farming uh a mock dispensary is uh in the works as well on the campus so yeah and uh, and dean easter 
can tell you, you know, these are all of her babies. Uh, what is my, my other favorite? Like a butterfly gazebo. <laughs> uh, and so oh, man. There, uh, is just, I mean, it's just so many opportunities that we're, we're just uh, excited about having this year acreage to be able to to grow our program even further sure and and that does sound a very exciting and, and dean easter please if you wouldn't mind i'd love to to hear a little more just expansion on on what the greenhouse that that dr hollingsworth just mentioned you know what kind of obvi- opportunities that that affords students coming to olive harvey as well as yeah. what some of your plans are kind of for you know uh, again growing that space what other kind of stuff do you have in mind for the future yes yeah, so i think that's a testament to lead our leadership um having that openness to innovation so I do gratefully appreciate Dr. Hollingsworth for letting me play around in this little <laughs> playground. Uh, with the greenhouse, uh, we are we currently are growing hemp, um, and we're also growing other plants. So we have two zones within our greenhouse so that we can control, create different environments. Uh, and I've, I've specified one of the zones for to grow hemp specifically. Mm. Um, and what we're doing is we're looking at different uh, genetics to see what conditions are best for them. So our that was our first grow. Our next grow is going to be just a large crop uh, grow of a particular, of three particular genetics of hemp. And that's what we're going to allow students to be able to go from seed to harvest. Uh, Our semesters are 16 weeks, which will allow for adequate time for our students to literally start growing a plant and to be able to harvest it at the end. That's what makes us stand out. Um, The hand touching, the actual touching of the plants, nothing. We have some theoretical aspect, of course, but our students will get that hands-on aspect. And then also, because within the greenhouse, we have our traditional plants growing, our heirloom plants, connecting the concept that cannabis is a plant, right? Having our students understand we can create the same conditions in growing tomatoes and things such as that, um, the care that they need, we can apply that to cannabis again it is a plant. And we also have some some aquaponics. We want to do different methods of growing. So we don't just want to do from the traditional seed to harvest. We want to look into the aquaponics, the hydroponic aspect, um, and then community gardens as well. Uh, all that acreage that we have, our students are going to get an opportunity. And that's unique because we're the only urban agriculture department in city colleges, right? So it is making people come to our campus, the community come to our campus and offer that direct engagement. And then with the mock dispensary, we're also going to be doing fusion on campus uh, within there. So we uh, we can also test our cannabis. We have an HPLC machine that allows us to do that. Again, going back to the science. And then we'll be doing some indoor grows and uh, cultivation as well. So our students are going to get a small scale uh, dispensary and cultivation center, which is what makes Olive Harvey stand out from the rest. Wow, that is incredibly exciting. I mean, that there's a lot there to imagine just from anybody who wants to learn yeah. more about this. There's a lot of aspects to the cannabis industry. It's sounds like that you're going to be taking them through in a in a hands-on way um, for the cannabis industry. I, I think there's a lot to be excited about there. I'm curious uh, about your opinions about this. Now, this is just kind of, we, we've talked a little in the conversation about the social equity aspect of, of this this industry and how the legal industry kind of has a, a, an obligation, certainly, to try and, you know, um, uh, I, I guess right the wrongs, uh, some of them, of the war on drugs as best they possibly can. And I'm, I'm just kind of curious as to your uh, opinions about this. Uh, you know, I don't want you to have to say anything that you're not comfortable with or anything, and you don't have to, you know, drag the state of Illinois through the mud or anything. But I, I guess I'm, I'm just kind of curious to what both of your opinions are about, you know, we're three years into Illinois' legal recreational program here, and I'm curious how you think they've done in regard to, to social equity and that consideration. If, if Dr. Hollingsworth, if you want to go first, and then yeah, Dean okay. Easter, if you can go after, yeah. that'd be great. And, and, and 
and, and I know you understand we kind of have to st steer clear of our opinions on, you know, on, the, on this aspect of the conversation. But what I will say is that Olive Harvey College is really um, committed to ensuring that we do our part. Uh, and so we have been able to le leverage some of the MSOs and our partners through, you know, some of their donations to be able to afford our population of students, our community opportunities that they would not have, you know, normally had. So can a lot more be done? Absolutely. Are those who have been most impacted benefiting the most right now? I, in my opinion, would absolutely say no. But mm. what we are absolutely committed to doing is ensuring as a community college with a mission that is driven, you know, to serve those in need, we are going to do our part to ensure that they have the opportunities to be able to explore the cannabis space. For sure. And, and Dean Easter, how do you feel? Um, again, in alignment with Dr. Hollingsworth, I think the focus should be on the level of respect that we have for our student population because many of our students have been um, just as impacted. So our ultimate goal is to make sure that they come out of our program without having that burden associated with it. So we do offer expungement services to our students. We've created um, cohorts for, uh, particularly for uh, Still I Rise students as an example of programs that we have where we provide wraparound services for those who have cannabis convictions. Mm. Um, so although the law may not be fully in alignment with social equity, we learned within our community at Olive Harvey how to kind of correct those. And that's what our major emphasis on is to make sure that the students are respected, their voices are heard, um, they have an understanding of a law that impacted them. So many students on the first day of class, when I ask them why are they here, they want to say, the first thing they say is, I want to understand why I went to jail for something that's now legal. Mm. So that's where our main focus is, is making sure that if the law does not fully apply and it's not as equ as equitable as we want it to be, that we figure out how to right those wrongs um, with respect to our students. Right on. And and well said, both of you. I appreciate the, the perspective. And I think that sounds like you're doing a lot in, in Olive Harvey's you know programs here. It sounds like you're doing a lot to try and help in what ways you can. And I guess uh, just kind of on a uh, you know final note here, I'm wondering, uh, uh, Dr. Hollingsworth, you, you mentioned partnerships with the multi-state operators and people who are helping out with the program. Are there uh, certain avenues like scholarships or, or grant funds that, that prospective students who would be interested in this program, are there things like that that they can, that they can apply for? And so, as you know, because cannabis is not legal federally, there isn't a lot of, uh, you know, financial aid that is earmarked per se for students pursuing cannabis. Again, we have the good fortune of, have part of having partners who have donated to our urban agriculture department. Mm. So many of our students who actually go through our programs are not paying at all, are, are not coming out of pocket uh, for their cannabis education. So, um, yeah, there are definitely scholarship opportunities internal to Olive Harvey for those who are looking to pursue cannabis education or even our applied, our applied cannabis program. Wow, that, that's incredibly exciting. And, and definitely, I, I have to imagine anybody listening who's considering uh, what program maybe to, to look into around Chicago, have to think some ears perked up there. That's that's really exciting. <laughs> and, and, and Dean, correct me if I'm wrong, because our program actually is the only program in the state that anyone across the state can actually enroll in. Yes, that's a unique um, aspect. When we became credit approved through what's called ICCB, it's the Illinois Community College Board, they approved us for credit-based curriculum in cannabis, and they gave us a distinction that um, all Illinois um, participants can, or all Illinois, um, what's it called, people who live in Illinois residents, <laughs> they can uh, apply to our program. Yes. Cool. Uh, so it's not with just within CCC parameters. It's all of Illinois. Wow. That, and they that's... pay in, in district rates. 
Oh wow! They see, yeah, that, yeah, that's huge. No, yeah, that that's a that's a huge mm-hmm. thing, and I'm glad you guys said that because I think yeah. that obviously, I mean, you know, Chicago does. You know, there are different benefits that the city sometimes offers that people who don't, you know, live nearby can't always take advantage of. Absolutely. And I think that's awesome that you guys are doing that. Oh, one more thing for one, you. Oh, oh, sorry, oh no, go ahead, Dean Easter. What were you going to say? I just wanted to point out that also what's unique with Olive Harvey is that we challenge the MSOs to take cultural sensitivity training to understand because a lot of people they may say what they want they want to help those who have been impacted by cannabis but they don't know how so mm-hmm. we have challenged them to kind of look into our programming and take different courses with us so the MSO is taking courses with us to be able to understand the demographics that they're hiring not just getting their social equity licensed and hitting numbers of people from certain zip codes but actually being intentional about moving them up within the industry so that I just wanted to point that out with the uniqueness of Olive Harvey as well yeah yeah definitely and thanks for saying that because that's another unique uh, factor in in what you're doing certainly I think that anybody who goes through it sounds like to me anyone going through your program probably is going to come out with a better understanding of you know where the priorities should be and maybe give them some ideas as to how they actually can help and kind of put the money where the mouth is sort of a thing and and Dean Easter I guess finally just for you I'm wondering anybody who's listening who's interested in in specific uh, programs you know what are some of the degrees or certificates or anyone who you know who joins in the uh, the urban agriculture at Olive Harvey, you know, what can they expect to come out of the program with? What certificates and whatnot? Sure. Um, so we, we're going to ultimately have three major pathways. Uh, cannabis was the pathway, our marketing pathway. Pull them in. Pull them in with the cannabis, right? right? So we have two basic certificates under cannabis, an advanced certificate in what's called cannabis processing. Um, so that's more back of the house within the industry if you want to learn the different um, methods of cultivating or you know processing the different cannabis products. Uh, and we also, with our basic certificate, we have the dispensary operation. That's more for if you want to go in retail, front of the house. But then our AAS degree is uh, what we're anticipating, and we've already in the talks with uh, four-year institutions, is we would like people to be interested in the STEM fields, right? The STEM fields associated with cannabis. How do I analyze the different cannabinoids and terpenes that are in there? How do I get more research once federal funding starts to support cannabis further? So with that two-year degree, they'll have a solid scientific foundation of the plants, and then they'll move into just two years left within a four-year program, and they'll get their degree, and probably by, they can get it biochemistry, horticulture, urban agriculture. It's wide reaching, but we will set them up for a solid foundation with our AAS degree. So currently we have two basics, one advanced certificate, and of course the AAS degree in cannabis studies. Wow, that that's fantastic. And, and thanks for specifying too, because again, I think that there's, there are, uh, um, as you mentioned, there's many different aspects to the field and there's things growing all the time. This is going to change, you know, what it, what it looks like statewide and federally in the next five years is probably going to be a little different landscape wise than it is right now. And yeah. I think it sounds like I'll have Harvey is really going to set students up uh, to be ready to hit the ground running when those changes come. So again, uh, Dr. Kimberly Hollingsworth, President, and uh, Dean Akila Easter of Urban Agriculture at Olive Harvey. Thank you both so much for jumping on today and just kind of sharing some of the exciting developments and some of the, you know, cool uh, proponents of, of mm-hmm. cannabis that you guys have going on there for students. I, I usually like to wrap these things up with some quick hits questions, just some, you know, what's your favorite movie and food and kind of <laughs> stuff like that. Are, are you guys game for this? I'm game. I'm game. All right, cool. Okay, let's go. Cool, yeah, for sure, for sure. First one I start with usually is Morning Bird or Night Owl. Which which are you? Oh, Morning Bird. 
morning bird. Definitely. Morning bird. Two morning birds. <laughs> Got it. Hey, morning bird gets the worm. Got to get up yeah. early and get stuff done, right? I, I get it. I fully get it. Um, favorite cuisines or foods? You know, if you guys are celebrating, if you got a birthday or, you know, some, uh, you know, the board of trustees just approved the uh, cannabis <laughs> program at Kyle of Harvey. What's the ce- what's the celebratory, you know, dinner or restaurant? Where, where are you definitely going to hit? Uh, I'm definitely having lobster. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm definitely having fried chicken and macaroni. So yeah. oh, <laughs> those man. are my favorite. Two two dishes that go great with macaroni: <laughs> lobster exactly. and fried chicken. That's See? that's excellent, excellent. Absolutely. Uh, this is a question I ask all my guests, really, and it's just kind of your your preferred. What's a substance you prefer? Whether that be tea or coffee in the morning, if it's beer or wine with dinner, any cannabis. What's a regular <laughs> substance for your well, you know is, living? This is really funny because Dean uh, Easter and I run into each other almost every week at Starbucks. And <laughs> my, my vice is uh, a quad espresso. Whoa. Dean? Dean? Yeah. Quad? I didn't know it was a quad. Okay. Well, that's why I'm always back to I'm a triple grande caramel macchiato in the morning oh. and a nice glass of Sauvignon, uh, Cabernet Sauvignon in the evening. So, yeah. And, wow. I'm a Mer- and I'm a, a Merlot in the evening. I'll okay. There you go. Hey, right on. That's I like it. Starting the day and ending the day well. You that's know, right. that's this is the way. Uh, okay. And then uh, how about what are you what are you watching in terms of TV or movies? If there's a favorite movie you have, anytime you see it on TV, you'll let it play. Or oh, when you see it on the guide, you'll always watch it. What's something you love to watch? So I don't watch TV, although I pay uh, spend a million dollars on cable, right? <laughs> um, yeah. But if, right. Love and, uh, if Love and Basketball were to come on, I would be going to the TV. Mm, that's a classic. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Judge me. Um, Goodfellas. <laughs> I'm one of those types of movies. I don't know my obsession with gangsters, but yeah, I'm a Goodfellas type of person over nice. and over. <laughs> oh, Goodfellas. Yeah. And, and Godfather. I get those. Yes. Yeah. Casino. Yeah. Those are classics too. Scorsese. He just knew what he was doing every time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and I guess, I, and finally, just uh, out of curiosity, music. You know, if you guys are, you know, getting pumped up for a day of class or you're winding down at the end of the day, calming down to go home what's uh, some music that you like to put on in the background or or in the foreground oh wow um if i well i work out a lot and so although i prefer you know a number of genres i would have to say like old school hip-hop and jay-z yeah okay <laughs> my right. there you go that's Got me <laughs> that's good me too. I'm going to step on that. He he recently entered the cannabis world, so Jay Z dead president right. too. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> right on. Yeah, yeah. Jay Z for sure, and and old school hip hop is just yes. those just those beats. They're at that right frequency. They yes, just get you going. That's right. Yep. Right on. Well, awesome. Well, well, awesome. And, and again, I just want to thank you both. Thank you, Dr. Hollingsworth. Thank you, uh, Ke- uh, Dean Easter of the Urban Agriculture Department at Olive Harvey uh, College in Chicago. Thank you guys both so much for jumping on today. And I think what you're both doing at Olive Harvey should make a lot of prospective students in Illinois and even around the country excited yes. because I think we're all going to benefit from it someday down the road. Let's hope so. Thank you so much. Thank for you, Don. Us. It was a great interview. Thank you very much. Okay, great. And I hope to talk to you in the future. Same here. Great. All right. Have a great one. You too. Take you care. Bye-bye.
And there it is. I want to thank one more time my guests, Dr. Kimberly Hollingsworth, President and Dean of the Urban Agriculture Department, Akila Easter of Olive Harvey, part of the City Colleges of Chicago. You can uh, check out anything with that program we were talking about and find out more about some of the exciting work they have going on at Olive Harvey. Just uh, enter it into your favorite search engine, uh, Olive Harvey or City Colleges of Chicago, and select Olive Harvey. That's all I've got for you this week, listener. I want to thank you so much for listening to the show, engaging with it. It's been so exciting uh, spending these last several months with you, and I, I can't wait to see what 2023 brings the show. I've got a lot of exciting things in the works. I'm going to try for remote recordings and more in-person interviews and trying new products and just bringing some new exciting uh, parts of the show that I think you're really going to love, as well as uh, just chronicling and noting how the uh, normalization of cannabis is progressing and how uh, how where we are in the battle with this lingering stigma of reefer madness and all that. We're going to keep uh, chronicling this. We're going to keep taking note of it. And I look forward to seeing where all this goes. So thank you again for listening. And I'll be back again next week with another episode of the Cannabis Man podcast. Bye-bye. Cannabis Man is an original production of myself, Don Kleppen. Original theme music by Yusu Kim, a.k.a. Goodson. Other music by Pat Perez. And logo designed by Vorbroker Media. If you like the show, please rate, review, subscribe, and share whenever you can. Thank you.